Welcome to episode 28. 28. Yes, yep. let's go. Ryan, Ryan Jones. <laughs> episode 28 of the Sunday <laughs> Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me in Norman, Oklahoma. My co-host, Benny. Benny, how's your week, buddy? Oh, week was great, man. Um, I'm in Oklahoma right now. I, uh, I don't know. I was very... You know, I've never spent any time in Oklahoma. I've driven through, I think, one time when I was road tripping back from from Texas. But uh, yeah, dude, cool, cool, cool little town. And uh, went to where the, uh, you know, whatever. I guess campus. Rode bikes down to like campus and like the stadium and stuff. And a uh, lot, a lot of uh, character. I mean, dude, their Heisman Row has like seven dudes on it. Like that's yeah. pretty big time. Yeah, man, Oklahoma's a fucking, you know, a conventional powerhouse in college football. Boomer Sooner, you know? Um, oh, Boomer, Boomer Sooner. It's game day today. We're recording it is, on – Dude, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Saturday. They got the NFLs back tomorrow. Well, fully back tomorrow. It's fucking it's, – uh, it's wild. It's the first time in history that the NHL, MLB, NBA, and NFL have all been – did I say NFL? NHL have oh, all been going no on at the same time. Yeah. Very interesting stat. Um, even though I don't get the whole sporting, like all the sports this year, like meaning like, you know, you'd think like NHL is playing their season from like last year. It's like kind of, right. so is there, are they going to like skip a year or how is no, they're So the, uh, uh, NBA and NHL are going to push back the start of next season. I don't know what the NBA is doing, but the NHL is talking about pushing back to like the week after Christmas. Um, starting the next season and then it'll probably my guess would be to have to be probably abbreviated by 20 games or so next year but yeah. they'd at least be able to ske- uh, finish next year on like a normal schedule um nfl is just going to go nothing will stop the nfl uh major league baseball should should end right on time uh you know so what's that uh middle of october um middle end of october so uh it's weird it's definitely weird like it was weird watching you know as as a Patriots fan having seen the Patriots play on so many opening night games you know it's always a lot of energy you're unveiling the banner all that stuff uh except for the year that Roger Goodell didn't give it to him uh because he's a pussy and didn't want to go to Foxborough um but so to see the Chiefs game the other night and have there be like really nobody in the stadium comparatively was was it's just weird um but Whatever. Uh, as an aside, though, a, a friend of mine texted me and asked for uh, what I thought about the over-under in that game and the spread. Uh, and although I didn't put any money on the line, I'm 2-0 and on the season for, for gambling. So, you know, I don't know if that's good, 1,000. Oh, are you going to go with uh, – are you going to use some of your stock trading tips and do some no. paper, paper, paper trading? <laughs> paper, paper. <laughs> May just start paper betting. But the thing hey, about hey. it is – you're up 35 grand this season like, yeah right yeah on paper look at it yeah check right look at the, check out this legal pad i got it's, you should be shocked at how much this is worth no nah, because it dude it's so much easier to gamble when you don't actually have money on the line because like you just you can think you just think clearly when you have money on the line you overthink everything you know it's like well you know this team played really well last week and this guy played good and like maybe he's gonna have a huge game and they're gonna win this you know like you just overthink everything 
Yeah, man, that's that's life though. Overthinking is life. Mm. Um, Actually, that's um, that's a good segue. So a couple weeks ago, I asked you to think about how you process information, and I, it's funny you just said overthinking because I was I was uh, last night after I got I went and saw the movie Tenant last night, which I recommend people go see. The movie theater was actually, you know, it wasn't bad. There was really like no, there wasn't many people in the theater because they, you know, they can only allow so many people in. So it wasn't that crowded. And, you know, the whole wearing a mask thing for two hours. I mean, I just, you know, once it got dark, I just slipped mine down. I had a bandana and I just slipped mine down. Nobody, you know. Oh, no, no, no. It, no, it fell off. It fell off. It was a little too loose. Yeah, um, I got you. I got a lot and of you, hair, and if you, you didn't tie want, it too you tight, didn't want to re, you know, retie it because it would yeah. interrupt everyone else's. I would know, have had to stand experience. up and turn my cell phone on. Right, exactly. That's just if yeah. anything, I was being more considerate by not fixing my mask than you know had I gotten up and fixed my mask. It would have probably had to stop the movie. But anyways, it is a it's a great movie. It is confusing as all hell. Now towards the end, they do kind of throw you a bone that helps you to understand everything but very difficult anyways so i got home and i'm thinking i'm thinking about it, i'm thinking about it and you know that led me down that question that i asked you you know how do you process information and like the realization i kind of came to with with my own brain is that if i like want to learn something or i'm interested in something i will do you know, all the reading I can about it until I feel that I understand the subject, right? But if I don't understand it, I'll either just keep reading forever and hope that at one point I figure it out or I just give up. And I like, but a lot of times I tend to overthink the things I don't understand. And so I was curious about like the way that you perceive it in your mind that you process information. You know, if somebody tells you a new a new fact does your brain like instantly make another connection to something else like you know how do you store it do you just like kind of dictate is it important or not you know what do you what do you think i mean i i i'm i'm thinking about it i thought about it when you asked me <clears throat> i guess um i guess i'm a huge like question the narrative guy yeah so like when i hear information i guess i am immediately think like well what's the what's like the factual evidence of the information like sure. is it is it like a a mythological fact is it like you know a factual fact right um and i mean i was thinking about it but i um i'm a big time like uh quiet analyzer mm. you know like if i heard something i would definitely i would think about it for a long time just like i would just think about it and then i would maybe like try to come up with my i guess you could say like hypothesis as to what the info may be or whatever <laughs> and i mean obviously also like pending the person you know the information that it's coming from i think having like a trust like if i had a trustworthy relationship you know what i mean like if you told me information, I may process yep. that different than like if someone else told me the information. Sure. And even on like another level than that, I would I would also kind of try to like, or I mean, I feel like I would read, you know, your 
you know, if you told me something and, and you were like laughing or whatever, and like, I yep. knew that it was like, eh, like, okay, maybe. Whereas like, I know, I guess like the tones of, of like Pete, you know what I mean? Like sure. if I, if I, I feel like maybe if I hear question in someone's voice, then that would like just automatically turn into like more like, like I would question their statement. Right. Rather than like, I mean, I think like, and that's interesting because then it just shows you like when you say something with confidence, you know, like whether you're lying to someone or not, it's like you can, you know, you can manipulate a situation just on the way you're you no know, doubt, saying man. it. So, yeah, for me, I, I guess, I guess my final answer would be like, I definitely if I heard, if I heard some information, I, I would, I would definitely process it in a way that I would like to like, make sure that, you know, that information I received is like. Question truthful. the source. Yeah. Question right, the source. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the reason I, and the reason I asked you was because like, I've long had this fascination with like people's brains because we all, you know, all of our brains work totally different. And it's one of those things where, you'll never really be able to understand how somebody else's brain works because it's not yours. You know, I mean, you may be able to like read it and figure it out, but for the most part, it's not going to be the same as your brain. So it's going to be a little bit, you know, you, you just don't understand it fully. So I'm always curious about the way that people process information because there's certain people you tell things to and it can be as laid out in black and white in pure factual evidence. And then, you know, either they question it or they don't believe you and you're like, you know, and you, you just sit there and like, it gets frustrating for me. Cause it's like, what I just told you is a hundred percent true. Like I know it's true and you just don't believe it. But then you have to realize that like people have more abstract views of the world. People have more concrete views of the world. People just see things through their own light. And you know, you'll never necessarily be able to um, understand the way somebody else looks at something. Um, but no, what you said is, I think is interesting. Cause I've always had this, uh, another thought about like, when two people are telling a story, you know, the same story, but, um, you know, you know, somebody's lying, right. Or, or the two people are trying to convince you they're telling the truth about the same story. I've always like had the thought, um, you know, when trying to figure out who's lying in a situation, who like has something to lose by not lying. Does that make sense? No. Who has something to lose? Yeah. By not lying. Right. So if someone's not telling the truth, they stand to lose something or like maybe they look bad or, you know, they did something they don't want people to find out about. So I always look at it that way. Like, what does this person stand to lose if they're not telling the truth right now? And then that's kind of how I've always processed it. And like, you know, it's, um, it's like an interesting thing, but it almost always works too. Almost yeah, always works. Uh, that's uh that's very interesting because, um, so I have this, I don't want to say it's a problem. It's not a problem. It's actually a, it's a gift. Um, our, our close dear personal friend, Trevor, Trevor Arterburn. Um, Shout out Trevor. He, he used to have to help me coach. He used to have to coach me through this in terms of, I have an issue with speaking the truth in terms of sometimes people don't like what I say. But it's it's the truth. Sure. 
So, I mean, my dad was a long, long, I guess, advocate of, of just, he was always like, you know, just tell the truth. Chances are when you tell the truth, you get in let you, you're going to get in less trouble, you know, whatever it may be, whatever that truth that, you, that it is, you're going to tell. It's like, okay, if I broke a pair of pliers at work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just threw them back in the thing. Now my, you know, just say my dad like comes across these pliers. He's like, what the fuck? Like who, you know, who broke these, you know, who broke these pliers? Yeah. And it's like, he's like, and, and like, just say no one said it. Like, just say like, it was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know who broke your pliers. Right. You know what I mean? And then like, whatever he would be like all pissed off or, or whatever. Like, I know somebody broke these pliers and then it's like, he would live with that. Like, you know, well, you know, shit, some, you know, somebody broke these and, uh, you know, it's like, I know it was one of them. And, and now like, he has to live with this, like this feeling of like, I know someone's lying to me type of thing. You know what I mean? And then in turn, you know, it's like, you're losing, you're losing that truck, whatever. All I'm getting at is just like, you know, it's like the, the old saying, the truth will set you free. You know sure. what I mean? If you're just like, dude, hey, Michael, I broke these pliers. Like, um, he'll be like, gosh, you broke those pliers? How the hell did you break those pliers? Or met, you know right. what I mean? They're right. metal or something. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. And it's just like right there, it's like you can just by being truthful, it's like you can, you can like keep, you know, a certain <laughs> like, I, not like I, the word I'm looking for is not like camaraderie, but like energy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like so now it's like, oh yeah, I really broke those pliers. I'm now lying to my boss. My boss is pissed off. Um, <coughs> excuse me. He's um, he's in this terrible mood, and the whole fucking energy is down at the job site, and he doesn't know who's being truthful and who's lying. You know what I mean? And it's like. And now it just like changes the whole dynamic of everything. You know what I mean? And that, that's obviously just like one random example, but I'm talking like, you know, in any, like in any scenario, it's just like, um, it's like the truth hurts sometimes, but if you're, at least if you're being truthful, there's no, you're, you're not hurting anybody in another, like in a way that's like gonna, um, like elongate the process you know what i mean like boom you tell the truth it's done it happened um you know if you did something wrong and, and you're sorry about it like what more can you possibly do you know what i mean if it's an accident but as soon as you start like hiding stuff and you know what i mean it just kind of like changes your whole entire um your persona like you know what other people will think of you you know what i mean it's like so now I feel like I'm at this place where it's like, you know, whether it, it be like, okay. So like, a, like customers and the customer service is another example where, and this is more like where I can bring Trevor up. If like my theory was like, okay, just say a customer came in and they, they wanted a specific bottle of booze or something. Mm -hmm. And we, we had it or something, but you had to like, you know, you didn't want to give it to them because they're not like a regular and they sure. don't buy a bunch of stuff or whatever. Like to me, I guess that's sort of a bad example kind of too, but like meaning like 
if you were to sit there and just like, oh yeah, like um, whatever, like totally just like lie to this person and like, right. like we feed don't them, or right, yeah, or, or whatever, just like give them the, you know, the runaround. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather just like go about it, be like, listen, man, we got it, but you know, you I ain't giving it. it to you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, I just don't see a point in like, like, I don't know. It, it, it just to me it, it's like the whole like just being truthful and whether or not it, it's like if that hurts that person it's like at the end of the day you are not gonna ever be liable for for, for you know like saying misinformation or whatever you know what I mean it's just like yeah. say say it how it is if they don't like it you know I'm sorry and then on the flip side, it's like, well, you know, I'm not lying to him. You know what I mean? And it's just like, um, yeah, it just, it makes so much more sense to just, I don't know, be truthful. Um, well, I kind of, I kind of just like blabbed on and didn't really no, get good. a good a point out, but. Um, I think with, when it comes to like telling people the truth, I said it a few weeks ago, is that, that quote from the big short, you know, the truth is like poetry and most people fucking hate poetry and most people hate fucking poetry, you know, and like, and, and there's, there is like, there's truth in that, that like the truth is hard, but the truth is also hard for people to tell themselves, you know what I mean? Like, totally. Like totally. I was in, I was in an account the other day and this is just a, a recent example and the woman who owns the store is kind of scatterbrained she's nice enough but like she's she's a kind of scatterbrained woman and uh so she had gotten posted so posted in the state of connecticut just real quick if you don't pay an invoice in 40 days um you go on what they call the state list if you go on the state list to stay posted you have to pay uh, COD for all your deliveries. So you have to give to drivers checks for the deliveries. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Which for a lot of businesses is not good because it's a cash flow business. You have to manage cash flow. A lot of like, like a lot of liquor stores don't have $30,000 sitting in the bank at all times, you know? So they, it's hard for them to do that and still maintain because you still have to pay your regular bills on top of that, that are coming due. So, I walk in and this woman goes, uh, I got, uh, she's like, I got posted. Did you hear? And I was like, no, I didn't hear. I was like, who posted you? So she tells me and she goes, but I'm not taking the blame for it. And I said, Oh, all right. Well, what happened? And she said, well, I took a credit twice. She's like, I paid with a credit once. And then I used the same credit again, but the salesperson didn't catch it. And the credit department didn't catch it. So it's totally their fault. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, but you just told me that you took the credit twice. Obviously I didn't say that to her, but it's like, so here you are, you're trying to put the blame on somebody else because you don't want to be truthful for yourself that you didn't do a good enough job with your bookkeeping and your records and your accounting. So you're going to blame somebody else to appease your own feelings about it. And it was just very telling for me because like, I think people have a tendency to do that with all aspects of their life, you know, like, and this is not, I, I do not mean for this to come off as like me picking on people that are, are overweight by any means, but like to tell yourself that it's okay to be overweight. Yes. Mentally with your own, like, like 
acceptance of yourself, totally fine. Like, you know, love yourself for who you are, no doubt about it. But long-term, it's going to be worse for you and your body, and that's physiological science and fact, if you're not going to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So, like, the people, you know, we, we encourage body positivity, which I'm all on board with and all this stuff and, like, accepting who you are, and that's great. But you can't lie to yourself either and pretend that, like, it's going to be okay in the long run, you know? Like, people just have a hard time being truthful with themselves. And we all do it. We've all been there where it's, like, it's been easier to just lie to yourself about a situation than it's been to just be truthful. Um, but it's, like, it's a slippery slope to let yourself, like, lie to your Like, to accept the lies you, you sell yourself, you know? Totally. And I guess, like, going back to that other lady now, Right. So the other lady that, that used the two credits. Yep. <sighs> Murphy's law, man, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Right. So now here we go. She, she's going to get in this argument. Right. Yep. And now if she figured it out, like meaning like I used the credit twice and the accounting department didn't catch it. Right. You don't, you don't think the fucking accounting department knows that she did that too. You know what I mean? Right. So now she's just setting herself up for, if you want to call it karma, if you want to call it what comes around, goes around. Sure. You know what I mean? This is the, this is that state that, you know, some, you know, people get into that. It's like, I, that's their fault. You know, right. it's like the, the, why me? The it's always somebody me. else's fault. Right. You know what I mean? And now guess what? That fucking accounting department, they know what's going on. Right. They're not going to let it slide for her. Right. You know what I mean? So whatever. So she'll be posted and, and that's, that's going to be the start of her fucking snowball. Her <laughs> snowball is at the top of the, the hill right now, pretty small. Right. And now it's going to start rolling down and eventually she's going to have, you know, whatever that order was, you know, yep. probably 10 G's or something. Yeah, and it's well, you know, and it's, it's gotta go come... back. It's, it's gotta go back because she didn't have the money to pay for it up front. So she's gotta go back, and then she's gotta reorder everything. And like, um, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just because I was thinking about it, like the thing about her though, and I've been calling on her now for whatever two years. Like, she'll never change because this is how she is with everything. You know, she she, uh, dude, this is the same woman. I really don't mean to pick on this woman, but. She calls me up one day and she goes, Aaron, I oh, just... wait, this is, is this the woman that sold the extra bottle and then wanted the, the no, no, back? no, 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 oh. different, different woman. Um, so she calls me up one day and she goes, uh, she goes, um, I just opened a box of Lindemann's, uh, Pinot Grigio in the basement and three of the bottles are Lindemann's Merlot. And the other, the other three are Pinot Grigio. Like we got a case that's all mixed up. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, well, that's weird. But I'm like, it's not impossible. Like things happen on the bottling lines all the time, but I'm like, you know, it's weird, but it's not, not impossible. I said, all right. I said, just set it aside. You know, I'll, uh, I'll be there on Wednesday. I'll come take a look. I get there Wednesday. I said, all right, you know, why don't you show me, show me the case. It brings me down in the basement. So I open the case and I'm pulling the bottles out. And they were 750s, actually. So it was six and six, not, not uh, 1.5s. So I'm, oh, you're pulling the bottles out. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, yeah, there's like this box says 
Pinot Grigio and, you know, I'm pulling out and there's bottles of Merlot in it. And I'm like, that's really weird. But then I turn one of the bottles of Merlot around. And one of the weird things, one of the things about the store is they put the price stickers on the back of the bottles. So when they're facing out, you don't see the price sticker. You turn around, it's on the back. I turn the bottle around. It's got a fucking price sticker on it. So then I start pulling all the Merlot bottles back out. They all have pricing stickers. She, at some point, put those bottles into that case. And I, she was not trying to pull a fast one on me. But, like, she had put all those bottles in that case. And then I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, you guys put these here. Like, this is your price stickers are on it. Like, this didn't come from the fucking winery like this. Like, and then she was like, bottles. fuck, I forgot to stickers. <laughs> no, no, she, I swear no, no, she no, was, no, no, I know, no, 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 imagine she like, was like, She's like, God damn it, you fucking idiot. Um, but shit, like, shit, shit, I was supposed to pull those stickers off. <laughs> but like, that's, that's just how she is as a person. Like, and I think, I think a part of that comes from either ignoring the truths um, or, you know, just being scared of them, I guess. That, that is, that, dude, that is a weird scenario. And actually, it did, one time, one time at the liquor store, it happened that we got a case of wine and there's supposed to be 12 bottles in it and there's only 11 yep. bottles. That, yeah. that was like one. I was like, whoa, we're missing a bottle here. Yeah, that actually but, uh, happened to me with a $1,200 case of Cabernet. I had an account get a case of Maya Comis, uh Napa Valley Cab. Is that Mount Veter? I can't remember what mountain. No, my Thomas is on the my Thomas mountain range. Um, and uh, the guy opens the case and he sends me a picture of the box. And like, you can always tell because there's no indentation in the bottom of the box, right? If it's a, if it's a, a packing line error, there will be no indentation. There wasn't. And I was like, oh boy. And he's like, so what are we going to do about this? So I'm like, I'll just have to pull you a sample. So we got him a fucking sample bottle and just replaced it. No harm, no foul. But um, yeah, that stuff happens. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in the liquor store business. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, whatever days you're getting your shipments, it's like you got people in the store, you got people dropping shit off. Like, you know, it's definitely... And then, like, you know, for example, like that right there, it's like sometimes you're dealing with some high-end stuff that's like, you know, it, it matters for everybody's bottom line. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they need to have it because they just spent big dollars on it. It's like... Yeah, um, I, uh, I remember the, the most expensive case I ever sold was a $12,000 six-pack um, two years ago. Uh, two years ago this month, actually. And... Uh, um, I remember I, the guy, you know, I saw that we had had it. I, the wine was, uh, 2016 Chateau Petrus, um, one of the great, great wineries of the world. And, um, once I got the deal done and I got upper management to let me sell it, cause you know, it's like, we see a case of that stuff every five years. Like it just, it doesn't come around often. So once I got it approved, I then had to, I had to make the delivery because they're like, well, we can't, we don't put it on the truck because of the weather. You know, you don't want to take the chance that, that, you know, it's a really hot day and it sits on the truck all day. Um, so I had to go up first thing in the morning, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, pick up the case, go drop it off and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's the stuff for a $12,000 six pack of wine. It was, that's the kind of stuff that happens, I guess. 
Jeez Louise. Two G's a bottle, huh? And that's at that a, time, think about and this. That's the I, cost price. Like me. Yeah, that was that was wholesale price. Yeah. Oh, so well, they, that's on that wholesale, yeah. So he probably sold it for I think they sold them for like thirty seven hundred dollars a bottle. Uh so what that's uh eighteen, twenty, twenty-three thousand six hundred bucks. Um, if that math is right, holy jumping. Hold on, let's see. Thirty seven hundred times six. Oh no, I was wrong. Damn, twenty-two thousand two hundred. Fuck. Fuck. I'm losing it, my old age. Um, but the, you know what the crazy part is? I was thinking, like, as I'm hey. driving up, yo. I was gonna say, do you want me to try to do that math problem real quick? <laughs> we'll like, be here until Thursday. <laughs> Seventy seventy-four thousand eight hundred and twelve dollars. Yeah, Ben, you're off by 40 Gs, but whatever. It'll be, this will end up being the longest podcast in the history of mankind. Um, we, uh, I thought about this on the way up when I was delivering that, though, is that, like, at the time, that six-pack of wine was worth more than my fucking car. Like, here I am driving up with this wood box of six bottles of wine. It's worth more than the fucking car I'm driving up in. Um, anyways, I don't know how we got how we got here, but. Um, the truth, the truth, man. It's yeah, the a, truth. A, the truth is how we got interesting, here. An interesting, interesting thing that most people fucking hate it. But I think you're right, Ben. I think I think part of it too is those as you get older, like you start to realize, like you know, like your friend circle shrinks, right? I think there's a level of like when you're younger and like that need to feel popular and desired and wanted like you're willing to lie or bend aspects of your personality to fit in with other people and what they like to do and whatever, you know, cause you, you just want that affirmation, that feeling of, of being desired as you get older, you know, your circle usually shrinks, right? Your friendships become more intense. They become better. They become, um, um, more fulfilling. The conversations you have are more fulfilling. Uh, I guess, depending on who you are, you know, I know that's how it's gone for us. Um, oh, totally, and I, yeah. And I think with that, you stop being so worried about, tell, uh, you know, about that stretching level of the acceptance. truth or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, because like, because hey, you realize hey, like these I'm people really, have been around, you know. Aaron, Aaron, dude, I'm really, really cool, man. Like, dude, you're gonna want to hang out with me. Like, I'm serious. Like, dude, I, I, um, yeah, I have all this. I have all this money and all this. Um, I have a I have a Lamborghini. Um, you got to come ride in my Lamborghini. Will you be my friend? Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, hey Ben, where where is this Lamborghini you're talking about? Oh, it's at my uh, it's my it's at my <laughs> uncle's house. It's up in Canada. It's at our vacation <laughs> house. Ben, I haven't seen this Lamborghini. You know, and it's like then and then that it's like okay, who the fuck wants to go hang out with Ben? Like, Guys, he's right. been telling me about this Lamborghini for fucking three years. It's like, right, dude. I've never it's... seen it. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> I have a truck. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm homeless, and um, <laughs> you know, like, dude, I don't know. I like to have a good time. Do you want to be my? You know what I mean? It's like, there's no sense. Like, you know, you'd probably hang out, rather hang out with that Ben than, you know, it's like the fucking Ben that is lying about whatever to, to try to impress you, you know? It's not, it's not even like the lying. It's, it's the, like the level of feeling the need to impress people, you know, like I get, we, we've all done it at some point in our lives. Right. And like, Oh, some, totally, man. Totally. Uh, so, and some people do it subconsciously. Like, 
you know, whether it be like, you know, I know I used to do it to a degree when I had my whole, you know, when I was into sneakers and shit and all that, like I wasn't overtly doing it to impress people, but I'm sure subconsciously a level of it was like, I was so insecure in who I was as a person that I felt the need to stun on everybody while I'd be walking around $450 sneakers with the $300 Bay hoodie on and my $170 APC denim fucking raw denim jeans and shit. Like, <laughs> and the ironic thing about that is that unless you're like somebody who's like in that game, nobody knows any of that shit costs that much. So it's like, here you're wearing yeah, dude, a great, nice, a great nice sweatshirt. sweatshirt yeah. Right. It's like, sneakers. it's like, yeah, the sweatshirt was 350 bucks. These jeans are 170 bucks. And they're like, yeah, it looks like you got jeans and sweatshirt on man. Who the fuck cares? You know? Um, yeah. And it's like, nowadays it's like, the people spending, you know, 400 bucks on jeans, the jeans just look ridiculous. You know, they're like yeah, ripped they're and tattered and torn and like, you know, whatever. I don't even know the style anymore. Actually, you want to know what the new style is? It's, it's for guys to paint their toenails. I've noticed that a I, lot. I've, I've seen a lot of guys painting their fingernails too. Fing yeah, um, yes. Fingernails too. Toenails. Um, it's like the, uh, dude, it's so hip and trendy. Meanwhile, the only, the I'm only looking at my toes right now. And I'm like, holy fuck! I gotta get all this dead skin around the edges. Fuck you! It's like it's like creeping. It's like creeping up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I didn't get a petty this week, guys. Sorry. I'm uh, looking at my feet. I got hobbit feet. I got hair all there's hair all over my feet and shit. My, my like, left big toe. I dropped something on it, in Jackson. Um, my jack. And there's the bottom of it is all like black and blue. So actually, it kind of looks like I painted my. My left big toe a little. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, it's funny too, is I was like, when it comes to jeans now, I have like three pairs of jeans and they're all basically the same. They're all like dad jeans from H&M. Like, hey, they, you know, I like the way they look and they're comfortable, but like, I don't give a fuck about that stuff anymore at all. Like right now I'm wearing hand-me-down sweatpants from Dylan. I mean, they're Lululemon, but you know, still they're hand-me-down sweatpants. Hey, you want to know the best part? Hey, you know what? You know that I would take those off right now, take yep. a picture of them, and sell them on eBay for eighty dollars. That's yeah, what I could right. get for those. No, I'm yeah, not kidding. Right, I could get right. eighty bucks today for those used sweatpants on. Right. And that right there is is what should tell you that like like trends. There's right. there. I know more people that have more money worth of Lulu clothes than they do in their bank account. Like. But far oh, and away, for you know sure, what I mean, dude. And don't get me wrong, I fucking wore a ton of Lululemon back in the day, and then I fucking grew up. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> that. My dad got a job. Yeah, you know. Well, it's just like, I mean, there becomes a a point where it's like, okay, are, am I gonna wear sweatpants for life, or you know, can I look like, you know? Hey, no offense, Dylan. All right, I know this is probably gonna come I, I off. Knew, I like, knew that that was. I knew that at some point you were gonna I have mean, to say something there because you were indirectly, directly going right at Dylan. Like, I get it. They're comfy, but the time and a place. Time and a place. Dill, you make sweatpants look great. Don't listen to Ben. Trust yeah, me. And I've it, seen you yeah, sweatpants. Yeah, sick. I mean, so goddamn much. You make them look yeah, great. Hey, 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 and and Dylan, we also it's like, you know, talking today's the truth episode. Like, we know this is about how your dick looks in your pants and your butt. Everybody knows gray sweatpants every makes your dick look better. Look better, Dill. Like, it's fine, dude. 
you know, I, I almost just said something that would have, you know, I would say if I was directly in front of you, but I'm not, I'm not going to say it because this is a podcast. Oh, God. Uh, we'll uh, talk but about no, this. It's all good. It, it really is all good. And it's just like, uh, whatever, dude, Dill can do whatever the fuck he wants. But that's he's, his he's truth. A, and his he's truth a handsome, is, he's a handsome devil. And if he wants to wear sweatpants, he can but that's his truth, and he looks he looks fucking good in them, and it works for him. And you know the other thing about it? The reason why I love Dill wearing sweatpants is because I fucking love sweatpants. I love wearing sweatpants to the bar. So if Dylan's doing it, who's, you know, usually the hottest guy in the bar, and I'm there with him, it's like, well, if the hottest guy in the bar is doing it, the guy next to him must be not too bad either, you know? It's just an association. Ipso facto. Ipso facto. Um I don't know how we got talking about Dylan and sweatpants. Oh, I do know, actually. Truth. The yeah. truth. It's all about the truth. Um, but, like, episode, it's, episode 28, the truth. It's interesting, actually. There's a there's a, a Lupe Fiasco quote from way back in the day that, that, like, directly applied to what I was just saying, and I'll paraphrase it. Um, but more or less, like, the quote is talking about how you know, you'll get people that will be waiting in line for, you know, something, some hype beast thing, whether it's sneakers or a hoodie, a jacket, whatever it may be, you know, there'll be people waiting in line. Some may sleep on the street over, overnight, excuse me. Um, and you walk by and they all look miserable, you know, but, you know, in their minds, they're, they're, you know, they've told themselves, I need to have this, right? Having this item will make me happy. It will make people respect me more. It'll make people like me more. I'll have this thing that nobody else has. And so meanwhile, while that item may bring them joy for a brief period, at the same time, they're miserable sitting there waiting for it. Meanwhile, somebody walks by who knows nothing about it has the biggest smile on in their face because they don't know anything about it and that's not their truth. Their truth is they've accepted who they are as a person They've accepted their, their friend group. They've accepted their life and they are happy about it. And like, I think that's what happens when you're willing to be truthful with yourself and be able to look at a situation and be like, this is who I am. This is why I am who I am. If I don't like this, this is how I change it. And like, that's how you become happier. Like that's the key to achieving some level of happiness. Um, Aaron, I think this is a great spot for me to talk about this journey that I have been on for the past now since I left my house, man, I packed, I packed my truck up to go to Texas. I had so much stuff. I had these two, I had these two big, um, they're called job boxes. It's like a big, huge four by four. It's a steel box that you can leave at a job site and lock it, you know? And like, oh, okay, sure. You know what I mean? No one would take your tools or right. it would be very difficult. So there, it's like, you know, four feet long, three feet wide, three and a half feet deep. It's a huge, massive box. Sure. I had two of them in the back of my truck. One was filled with tools. One was filled with, we'll call it shit. Um, I had... A, a Yeti cooler, a big Yeti cooler packed mm-hmm. with not, not cooler stuff with stuff, you know, like items. I had this other army box that Dylan gave me, um, packed with stuff like crap. I had my entire four door truck 
completely jam-packed. The only available seat I had was my driver's seat. Yep. Okay. That's what I drove down to Dallas with. I because I had all this stuff, this stuff that I that what I thought was like I had this connection to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. And next thing you know, I'm driving down to Texas in a truck that's like the the back is like weighted down. Yep. And it's full of shit. Now, could go a couple ways with this. I chose to go the way of, and, and prior to this, like, pr- like prior to me loading my truck up like that, I spent a year selling stuff on eBay. Right. You know, I was selling stuff, and then I would, like, look at my, like, more stuff that I had, and I'd be like, oh, I can't get rid of that. I can't get rid of that. Like, I need, oh, I need all of this. Yep. And then I get down to Dallas, and that was when I was like, oh, my God. Like once I unpacked, I'm like, this, there is, there is so much shit here. And that right there was when I went on like my tear and I just started like, do I need this? No, sell it. And that was when I basically sold like a shit ton of stuff. Then start, you know, narrowing it down. Then I, then I went, when I moved up to Jackson, I packed my truck up and I had my you know, I, I had gotten rid of one of the big boxes. So I just Mm -hmm. had my tools, um, you know, Oh, I forgot. Like I had my welder and shit. So like, whatever, I got a ton of stuff. So when I go to Jackson, same thing, I still got my welder, my tools, some other stuff. And then I get up there and then I spent this entire summer selling shit on Facebook, you know, selling shit on eBay. Yep. And now here I am, I guess, in this position where I have probably a third, maybe a quarter, a quarter of the stuff that I drove to Dallas with, dude, my psyche is through the roof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, okay, this is the shit I have. I still probably have a little bit too much stuff, but it's just like it's changed, man. Like completely, like my whole, like, I feel so much lighter like that. Like, I know we've talked about this before, but that actual, like the metaphor of like having more stuff and being like heavier is so rule, like so true. Like it, it, like it does like kind of like it sits on your conscious or whatever. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, I got all this shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, then you're going to find stuff you need. You're like, why the fuck do I have all this stuff? And it's just like, I mean, but as you start to like consolidate and I mean, I know we've talked about this, you know, ton of, you know, a ton, but I mean, it's just, it is, a, it's truly amazing what happens when you can just like focus on living, you know, your day to day and not like, you know, worry about, so much stuff um it's it's truly like uh i guess it comes back to like being like almost the truth you know what i mean it's like if you pick something up one of your possessions and was like you know do i truly need this or is this just like one like one of these things that i stood in line for to make myself you know try to be happy for a minute you know what i mean and then it's like well fuck you know it's like what if 
I didn't just spend 350 bucks on this shirt. I just went to a party. Not one person said, right. oh, sick shirt or clothes. Yeah, right. And now you're like, you're going home and it's like, holy fuck, why did I buy that? You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it all kind of, it all relative, you know, it all kind of like works, works like in, in a way that's like either helping or hurting you, you know, it's like. Yeah, I, I think the more the more clutter you have in your life, the more clutter you have in your life. In terms of the more clutter, like stuff you have, the more clutter in terms of like backwards thoughts you'll have in your life. But, you know, and we've said it a couple times this episode, like there is like, it is hard to confront yourself about this stuff. You know, it is not easy to sit there and be like, this is your problem. This is why you have an issue. This is what you need to fix, you know? And, and a lot of times it's almost like with the drug addict, like you have to hit rock bottom to be able to like deal with that stuff. And like, like I got to that point in my life, you know, where I had to not, not because of drugs, but you know, where I had to confront myself and be like, okay, dude, like, you know, you've lived, you know, you've lived a great life. You've had a lot of fun, but like, you know, now you need to figure out what you're going to fucking do in the future because you're basically just floating through life, you know, hoping it works out. And it had always worked out. It always works out until it doesn't, you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, listen, man, I think that's, that's as good a place as any to stop. I think actually we should probably just pick this back up next week. Uh, cause I feel like we could do more, but, uh, we, we have a, a bit of a surprise in store for the listeners next week. We don't want to give anything away, but uh, it should be, uh, I, I would reckon probably either, if not our best, one of the best episodes we ever do next week. So uh, tune back in for that. Subscribe, rate, review. At Sunday Conversation on Instagram. God, I'm a fucking professional at this now. Um, thank you. Thank you, Loyalty Liquors, for all your support. Thanks, Trev. You guys are great. Um... Benny, I don't know. You got anything else? Um, I mean, no, man. I mean, I have more, but I mean, I think like, like you said, I mean, this is a, I think, Hey dude, there's nothing wrong with the truth. I think this is a hell of a freaking little talk. Um, embrace the yeah. truth, embrace the truth. Um, good chat, buddy. I love you. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. Sounds good, dude. I love you too, man. Later.